0: Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is awesome to be here with you to be back. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I I was out for a couple of weeks, got to go hang out in the hospital. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Not something that I I encourage anybody to do if you don't have to, but uh, I'm back. And so it's good to be back because I'm excited about all the things that God is doing in and through us the people called Cassidy Church, the, the, the faith community that God has called into relationship. And it is, it is super exciting that God is using us in a new and powerful way. Our, our one, uh, one initiative is still going on, and so we're going to continue taking a look at that. And, and I blame the movement of one on the Holy Spirit, that God has called us to do something different. God has called us to live differently, and God wants us uh, to make a big difference right here in Christian County, and that's what one is all about. And so, if you walk out the, the sanctuary doors and you see the lights on the wall, uh, that's what it is all about. It's our scoreboard to see just how we're doing with making disciples, with growing in relationship with God, with baptizing new people into the faith, and, and having new life, people's lives transformed. Uh, So if you're new here, I'm excited you're here. You picked a great time to join us because we are going to be all in uh, about pursuing God. We're going to be all in about being transformed. We're going to be all in about letting God uh, be our central focus so that we can make a difference right here in Christian County. Uh, So if you are new here, you're welcome. We're excited that you are here uh, and, and we're excited that you have chosen to spend a bit of your day with us. We know that uh, we're not perfect, but we know the one who is and that's Jesus. And so we want to grow in relationship with you and in relationship with God so that we can be the people that God wants us to be. Uh, I wanted to start out by saying, <coughs> excuse me, happy Mother's Day. Uh, it's great uh, to be able to celebrate our moms today. Moms are so important. Moms and mother figures are so special in our lives. And it doesn't have to be uh, your birth mother, but a mother figure uh, or a mom. And, and they do so much for us. They do so much for us to help us to, to, to experience life in a better way. They help, help us when we're down. They guide us. They care for us. Uh, Sometimes, sometimes they even go out on a limb for us when nobody else, when it doesn't make any sense and nobody else will. My wife, Amy, uh, while we were still dating, her son had started a junk business. Here's how the junk business unfolded. He bought a trailer and he had a truck uh, and it was a a small truck, but he was able to go and grab junk from people's houses that they didn't want uh, on that trailer And so uh, he came one day and he was like, mom, look, here's the problem. I've got this trailer, but I can't carry very much on it because it it outweighs the capacity of my truck. I need a bigger truck. Now, this is a 17-year-old young man who is highly motivated. I'll give him that. But most people are going to look at this and say, yeah, I don't don't think that's a great idea. I'm not going to buy you a really nice powerful truck for this junk business that you've just started. Um, But Amy, mom, said, you know what? I believe in you. You know what? I have faith in you. You know what? I trust that you will take care of this and that you will make a difference because of it. And and this is what mothers do. They, They lean in and help us to get through. And we've all experienced, most of us, have experienced someone who has stepped in on our account. And many of us, it's been moms or mother figures, women who have leaned into our lives to make a difference, to help us, to encourage us, to inspire us, to make a difference. And and they also are the same ones that will walk beside us even even when things aren't going the way that we want them to. Even when we're going in the opposite direction and mom is the one that's following us and saying, no, no, you need to turn around. You're going the wrong way, right? Uh, and, And so my thought this morning is, wouldn't it be strange if we just relegated the role of moms to a moral compass? Moms exist and mother figures exist only to tell us how we should behave. You know, we shouldn't lie, we shouldn't cheat, we shouldn't steal. All the things that moms have told us from the beginning, but that's all they did. You know, just help me behave and leave me alone. <laughs> I know there are probably some teens uh, that would embrace this wholeheartedly. Just tell me what you want from me and then get away from, and let me do my own thing. Um, but what's re- in reality, being a good mom or mother figure is far more. just moral guidance. It's not just teaching you how to behave. It's teaching you how to live. That's what moms and mother figures do. And and the reason that I start with all of this is because I think far too frequently, far too frequently, we do the same thing to God through the Holy Spirit. We, We imagine the Holy Spirit is just there for moral guide. Many times we relegate the role of the Holy Spirit to internal moral guide, like a compass that tells us how we should behave, that that's the role of God in the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and it's so hard because when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, it, it can be confusing Uh, Last week, Pastor Suzanne did a great job uh, of of trying to work into it, and and, and when I say trying to, I, I don't mean that she failed in what she was attempting to do. I mean, it's impossible for us to talk about the Holy Spirit without at least broaching the topic of the Trinity, and when we talk about the Trinity, it gets really crazy because you have 100% Father, 100% Son, 100% Holy Spirit, but they're all one God. And that's 300% that makes only 100%. And it doesn't make sense to our minds. Uh, and and we, we can look at the Holy Spirit and say, you know, it's just an aspect of God, that the Holy Spirit um, is an aspect of what God wants us to do, that, that God sends us the Holy Spirit. But the truth is far more than that. The truth is that the Holy Spirit is God. And like Pastor Suzanne said, in the beginning, God was there in the Holy Spirit, hovering over the waters. In, in, in all life, God is there. But through Jesus, everything is changed because now the Holy Spirit is staying with us, not just being with us for a little while and then leaving when we make bad choices, but instead living within us. So when we talk about the Trinity and the Holy Spirit, one of the ways that I like to talk about this is to use what's called the Athanasian Creed. Um, it's about the Trinity, uh, and, and I realize it's got some big words uh, in it and some deep concepts, but I think it's important for us to have this as a starting point. Now, this is the Catholic faith. Now, some of you might be like, wait, what, what Catholic faith? Uh, Catholic simply means Universal. So when we talk about the Catholic Church, uh, their term is the universal church, but it's, it's a denomination in mainline Christianity. That's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about the universal church, uh, the universal faith that applies to all those who follow Christ. And this is what it says, that we worship one God in Trinity and the Trinity in unity neither blending their persons nor dividing their essences. So it is one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That's the Shema is- uh, that the God gave to the Israelites. And when we think about this idea of one, we, we can struggle with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But that's what this is saying. It's neither blending their persons and not... not all of them are the same, uh, and it's not dividing their essences, that, that they all play a specific role. It continues For the person of the Father is a distinct person. The person of the Son is another, and that of the Holy Spirit, still another. But the divinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one, their glory equal their majesty co-eternal. This means that God is God in the Father. God is God in the Son. God is God in the Holy Spirit. And it's not just a part of God. It is the fullness of God in the person that we're dealing with. And and I know this, this gets... Uh, can get really confusing. And again, it's, it's confusing because it's confusing. It's impossible for us to truly understand. And I am a firm believer that when I stand before Jesus and, and He looks at me and He knows that I've tried really hard to explain what the the Holy Spirit is and how, how all of this works, He's just going to ruffle my full head of heavenly hair and be like, you're so cute, but you were so wrong. Um, the Holy Spirit, though, is the person of God that lives and moves within us. That's God Himself, not a piece of God, but God Himself that lives and move, moves within us. And, and we, can, we can sit back and we can say, okay, so God living within us, but what, what does that do for us? What does the presence of the Holy Spirit do? One is it does help us to be more morally aligned to God. Uh, That still small voice when you come into faith saying, I don't think you should do that. The conscience gets so loud because I believe the conscience is God using the Holy Spirit to communicate with us. Uh, That's one aspect, but there are so many more. We can't just leave it there because there's so many more. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says this, for the Lord is the Spirit, and whenever, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit gives us freedom. Now, when we're talking about this, it's not freedom from you know, debt bondage. It's not freedom from uh, you know, incarceration if you've been arrested for something. It's freedom in the Spirit. That we have been given new life in Jesus Christ and we are set free from things that are far greater than worldly problems. It's sin and death itself that we have been set free from. And when we think about what the Holy Spirit offers, it's so much more than just a little bit of guidance. We're given freedom, we're given new life. The new birth comes about because of the Holy Spirit. In Romans, Paul says this, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings you, catch it, three things in this one section. It's the source of hope. Hope in God. Hope in a new relationship with God. Hope in restoration and life. And that fills us completely with joy and peace. The presence of God in us can bring us joy and peace. We have freedom in Christ. We have joy and peace in hope that we have. The Holy Spirit is what moves us to be more like Jesus, to live more like Jesus, to love more like Jesus, to experience the world more like Jesus, and to see God's people more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit isn't isn't something that just comes every once in a while either. That, That was the Old Testament. And with Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, something changed fundamentally. And and it says this in 1 Corinthians, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. Now, I'm going to pause there. It keeps going. We're going We're going to catch up. But I, I want you to hear and, and, and realize what this is saying. So remember, at the time of Jesus, there was a temple, a physical temple. And inside that temple was the Holy of Holies. And the Jews believed that the Spirit of God, God's Holy Spirit, dwelled in the Holy of Holies. And that when Jesus died and the, the, uh, the curtain was torn from the top to the bottom, that's a sign for us that no longer is God staying only in that temple, but instead the new temple is in each and every one of us who follow Jesus, that we now are the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not Belong to yourselves, for you were for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. (laughs) The Holy Spirit takes residence in us, not just so we can be morally better, but so that we can live fully into the hope and the promise. That God has for us, so that we can closely resemble Jesus Christ to the world outside, that we can live filled with love, even when we're hurt by people, that we can live filled with grace, even when the world turns its back on us, that we can make a difference because the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. This is the gift of the Holy Spirit, the life that we are called into and the Holy Spirit. There are so many things that the Spirit does, not just telling us how to behave. And one of the other gifts is that the Spirit will actually be your voice when you need it. But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at the time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've ever had an experience uh, where you had a conversation with somebody and you were like, "I, I, I don't know where those words came from. I don't know where that comfort came from. I don't know why that conversation took such a drastic turn. The Holy Spirit is your voice when you have no words. And when the words of God are the only words that will suffice, the Holy Spirit is so much more than we give it credit for. The Holy Spirit is so much more than we have imagined. And yet sometimes, sometimes in this modern world, we can neglect, we can neglect the idea of the Holy Spirit, that God Himself is within us. Because we can get off on our own tangent, we can go off into the weeds, we can do our own thing and find ourselves so far, so far away from where God wants us to be. But the beauty of the Holy Spirit after Christ is that no matter where we go, God is right there with us, still calling us back into relationship, still calling us into that new life in Christ, still calling us to be and live more holy, by living more like Jesus, encouraging us, inspiring us, speaking to us, guiding us, and letting us be the people that God wants us to be. We started this year with 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, chapter 5, as kind of our our year verse, And, and it finds fulfillment in this message today. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. The truth is the Holy Spirit is unquenchable, that we cannot extinguish the Holy Spirit. We can ask the Holy Spirit to go away And that to us would be quenching the Spirit. God isn't put out. He's not extinguished. But instead, God honors our choice and will step away. What I hope is that instead of asking God to step away, we will ask God how we can step closer, how we can step into a deeper relationship With him, How we can live more like Jesus, how we can experience the fullness of His presence within us so that we do not have fear or doubt or shame because of who we have been, but because we live now for Jesus. The Holy Spirit interacts with us and and works with us. And and so we can ask, you know, how, how do we do this? How do we take that step? And I think number one is we need to expect... We need to expect the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to expect that God is going to be present with us. That if we are followers of Jesus, that God is right here with us. And that if God is right here with us, he is calling us to action and he is not going to leave us alone. So we can expect that God is present and we can expect God's presence. So reveal to us your presence, but you have to expect it first. And then you have to listen. Listen to what God is saying. This happens typically in prayer. <laughs> so again, <laughs> prayer is key in the life of a believer. We spend time in conversation with God so that the Holy Spirit can share with us what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. The, the, the book of Acts in the New Testament is filled with so many amazing movements of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that I, I have always just been, uh, just been in, enthralled by is Paul has a desire to go to a specific place. And, and it says the Holy Spirit denied them. Denied, said, no, you can't go there. And they listened. They were obedient. Here's why that's so moving for me. Because I want so much from my life to be able to hear the Holy Spirit that I would hear if God encouraged me to go or if God denied me to go instead of me just barreling in, trying to do it on my own, that I would rely so heavily on the Holy Spirit. And then we have to act. We have to act on the Spirit. We have to act when we hear it. We have to act when we understand what God is calling us to do, we have to act because a lack of action says, no thanks, Holy Spirit. And that's in opposition to what we're all about. So finally, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Let God move in and through us. Let God be a mighty and powerful presence in this church through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and through the life that God is calling us to. We have been called by God into this community to share with one another our lives, our gifts, and to be the people that God